0: Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host Dana. This is the third and final part of our conversation with Jamie Vink, COO and Chief Clinical Officer of Sierra Tucson. If the name Sierra Tucson sounds familiar, it's because not only are they an extremely reputable treatment center where they help people with the diseases of addiction, but we've also had Dr. Michael Genovese on our show about opiates and naltrexone before. So, these people know the answers to your questions. That's why I think it's really good that we get these questions out here. We had our first show was on Wednesday where we discussed nine warning signs. Yesterday we talked about common and often overlooked hiding techniques and reasons why someone may hide an addiction. Today we're going to talk about what a high functioning addict looks like because it's fun it's really interesting, you know. You might see somebody and go, no, that guy is not an addict because he shows up at work. Or, you know, he he gets things done. He always seems to be driving his car. Well, we don't seem, you know, when we're high-functioning addicts, we don't seem loaded. When you're a severe alcoholic, you don't seem drunk. So let's, let's get into that. Let's answer these questions. It's going to give you guys a lot to think about. Here's our third and final part of our conversation with Jamie Vink from Sierra Tucson.
1: Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keyes.
0: These are really good warning signs and things that we've talked about, like the stages of change. I love mm-hmm. that. It's pre-contemplative, contemplative, and action. I'm gonna remember that. Action. I love that. And for the family members, uh, it's really important and I agree with this to learn about the disease because it is a mm-hmm. disease. And the more the more tools you have in your tool belt, the easier it is to talk to the addict or alcoholic. Because I I mean, I know who got through to me and I know who didn't. So that's right. You know, I remember, I remember there were things I remember and they were all, they were all educated things that people were doing. They had all got, you know, mm-hmm. learned, they knew what they were doing. I couldn't run game on them anymore. And those are the things that are no. worked. What do you think people need to know about a high functioning addict? Because I wasn't one. So you would know more than me. Well, I touched on it a bit when I talked about the only difference between
1: a high-functioning and and a non-functioning addict are time and resources. Right. And oftentimes with high socioeconomic status people, there's so many resources that that notion of a a rock bottom will never come. They will die before a rock bottom comes. And so we have to be very aware because they will hide their excesses and they will use financial success to say, to deflect, if you will, and to say, how can I have a problem when I'm making all this money? And it's interesting because a a statistic that I read while doing research for this talk is that half of the folks that would qualify for a substance use disorder diagnosis in this country are
0: high-functioning addicts. Wow. Wow.
1: Because I'm thinking like, yeah, rock
0: stars and people like that. It's like they have to it's so hard for them to hit rock bottom because they've got dealers that will fly to a city to meet them there. You know, they don't have to get arrested trying to buy drugs in a place they've never been in and messing the whole thing up. You know, they just have all of these resources handed to them. And also people who have a ton of money, you know, venture capitalists and whatever, like they're they're never going to be selling their things. So so nobody's ever going to know. That's exactly right,
1: and that's why it's so complicated. And doing a lot of work with that population, I've really learned that they're the ones that will camouflage it for the longest time and hurt themselves the most. And so to be able to get in and to convince them that maybe they have, that externally everything's okay, but internally they're very fragile and barely hanging on. And that's where it's very important that we that we work with the high-functioning addicts. As yeah, well.
0: and physically, because, you know, if they're able to afford that much of whatever their habit is, you know, physically, they're probably really sick, mm-hmm. and, and they're probably keeping themselves right. sick, and it's going to be a difficult detox, and, you know, something they should definitely do medically. And they definitely need help because, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. too hard to sit there. You know, it's like my sponsor once said nobody ever got drunk from not having it because they didn't have enough money in the the bank or because they felt broke. But it's people, you know, when you hand us money when we were addicts and alcoholics and we just have money there, you know, it's always going to be our first thought
1: was Mm -hmm. I remember
0: what I used to do with this money and think of all the things I could do with this money. I mean luckily that it right. goes it gets that thought subsides more and more as time goes on but I can imagine for somebody who's really rich and an addict how mm-hmm. difficult it would be to hit bottom It's complicated
1: indeed. Very so complicated. So I'm glad that that was one of the questions how to really look for high functioning addicts because we've lost way too many.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree, and it seems like it's not getting better. It's, it's just getting worse. But the more we can spread the word, I think, and talk about treatment and talk about the disease of addiction, the more people that we can help.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for all that you're doing.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show, Jamie. My pleasure. Anytime. That concludes our three-part conversation with Jamie Vink. From Sierra Tucson, I'd like to thank Jamie so much for doing this with us. It, I know it answers so many questions that a lot of people have out there, and it's it's given me a lot of insight. I know it's given other people a lot of insight, too. So I'd like to thank Sierra Tucson. If you, would, if you have questions or you want to know more about Sierra Tucson, you can go to sierratucson.com. Coming up next week, I will be back in studio with a guest co host for our storyteller series. I've got Noelle C. coming in next week, and I can tell you right now, she's fascinating. If you would like to email us, it's Radio Rehab at Gotoproductions.com. That's G O T O Productions.com. You can call or text 415 496 9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana, and you can go to Radio.Rehab. We will have Sierra Tucson's information up on our social media. See you next week. Keep coming back.
1: Sex and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. Sex and drugs and rock and roll